Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, friend. I'm Nicole Walters, mom of three, your internet bestie and founder of Inherit Learning Company. If you're looking for the motivation you need to pursue a life of purpose, then join me each week on the Nicole Walters podcast as I share my hard-learned lessons and answer your DMs about life, business, and everything in between. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and we'll grant ourselves grace as we do life together. Check out the Nicole Walters podcast every Tuesday here on Dear Media. You can listen anywhere you listen to podcasts. Welcome to Real Pod. It's your host, Victoria Garrick, and this is the podcast where we hold nothing back. Oh, so we're getting deep, huh? I really cried for 12 days straight. Why do I want to be perfect? There's nothing in my life that is perfect. Every week, I'll bring you honest, unfiltered, and eye-opening conversations to help uncover the real in all of us. I crave the type of content that you're talking about. I actually felt insecure. Oh my God, am I going to cry? Let me just unload everything. (laughs) (laughs) New episodes every Wednesday. Leave those filters at the door because it's time to get real. Oh my God. 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 We are sitting down today with someone so cool. So exciting. Like many of you, I have an obsession with Love Island. Was that a good accent? I feel like that was pretty good. I'm refraining from actually speaking in one because it's, uh, I can do a good British accent kind of. Was that, I think I could, you know, like everyone, when you pretend you have a British accent, like when you're in an Uber or in the makeup chair. Anyways, no, it's not a good accent. So I will refrain from using it, but I love me a good accent. I love me some Love Island. Max and I first started watching it in 2020 during the pandemic. We binge watched multiple seasons. I of course saw the most recent season, which is arguably the best UK season ever. I'd say it is tied for me with season five because I'm also a Molly May stan. But throughout this past season, there was one girl who I just loved. I thought she's the coolest. She's so wise. She's so well-spoken. This girl is it. To my sweet surprise, we both followed each other on Instagram and I felt like I had to reach out. She could not have been nicer. And here we are today. Our guest is Paige Thorne. Yay. Oh my God. It's Paige. It's Paige. I know when I posted this little teaser about who I was interviewing, so many of you saw that I wrote hun and they DM'd me and said, hun, it has to be Paige. Please be Paige. It is Paige. I am so, so excited. 
Page is the best. No surprise there. We're going to dive into her experiences in the villa, the relationships she had prior to going on the show, why she even went on the show in the first place, the relationship she's in now. We're also going to get deep talking about the bad days in the villa when she wasn't feeling super confident, whether it was in her bikini, in her place in the show, the secret little breakdowns to the producers because... It was a tough experience as much as it was a great experience. I can't wait to share this with you all. Stay tuned because you're in for an amazing conversation. Fun fact, I actually recorded this episode between the hours of one in the morning to two in the morning because that was the morning for Paige in the UK and I was not about to lose this interview, so I was willing to accommodate anything. So, you know, if you do enjoy this episode, I would very much, my tired, tired, sweet self would very much appreciate if you left us a little rating. So if you enjoy the show, please leave us five stars. It means the world and it really helps us out. On that note, the special shout out this week goes to Jules. Hi, Jules. Jules left a five-star review saying, I am a real pod enthusiast. Jules said, I don't consider myself a podcast person, but that's with the exception of real pod. It's the only podcast I look forward to with excitement, listen to consistently, and never get bored with. Tuning in every week is not only listening to a great podcast, but also makes me feel good in that I'm carving out time for self-care. Vic does a great job of bringing in different guests while also staying true to what she and RealPod stand for. Every conversation feels like a warm hug. Aw, Jules. This is such a heartfelt review, and it means the world that you're not really a podcast person, but you are for real pod. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you are having an amazing day, whether you're taking that walk, getting ready, having lunch. We appreciate you, Jules. If you decide to leave a review for the podcast, you might be the special shout out on next week's episode. One more quick thing before we get started. The Real Pod Live show is on October 17th in Hollywood at the Improv Theater. The show starts at seven. You need to be there. You need to be there. This is going to be so exciting. I have two super special, iconic, and amazing guests joining me. There's going to be snacks, drinks, games, trivia, gifts. There's going to be lots of gifts. You can also get a VIP ticket, which is a meet and greet that starts at 6 p.m. with me. So we're going to like hug and jump up and down and take pictures and do all the things and become best friends, obviously. And you also get a discount on my next merch drop, which spoiler is going to be so cute if you get a VIP ticket as well. General admission tickets are also only $30. So if you are interested, go to the link in the description of this episode or go to the RealPod Instagram at RealPod or my Instagram, Victoria Brown, and you will find the ticket link in the bio. I can't wait. It's going to be so fun and I will see you there. Without further ado, let's get started with the fittest bird in the villa, Paige Thorne. First of all, I'm so excited to have you on the show. You are so nice. The fact that you were like DMing me and helping me do this, I feel like some people, you know, when they get a lot of attention quickly, it gets to their head a little bit and they're just like too cool for school. And I just, (laughs) no, yeah. And you're so nice. So thank you. (laughs) Oh, anytime. Not a problem. I'm always on Instagram. So like any DMs, I'm like so quick. I'm like, oh, hi, what's going on? (laughs) Oh my God. I love that. So what has it been like adjusting to that on Instagram? Because you turned in your phone and then you got it back and you had like millions of people caring about your life. I know, I know. So I was never one to like really post much on social media before anyway. Like if you look at the pictures I had before I went in, 
Honestly, they're hardly ever of me. And they're of other things. And they're about like three months apart. So then like coming out and like seeing how many followers I had. And then everyone expecting like an update every day or just like a new picture. (laughs) Like every couple of days. It's a lot, especially for me. I'm just not a huge fan of being in front of the camera, like doing it all. Do you know what I mean? So sometimes it's a little bit overwhelming, but I'll be truthful. All of my inboxes and my comments are 99% of the time, really positive, lovely things. So that just makes it so much easier, Slash. Oh, a thousand percent. I feel like some people leave the villa to just like the world not liking them, which I can even imagine that. Right. So I'm so happy. No. It's all good things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Good things. I don't, honestly, I don't know how I would deal with it if it wasn't. I would probably just delete my account. Well, I can't see, can't hurt me. And that is my logic. I completely <laughs> agree with that. On this note, when you get out, do you like search your name on Twitter or are you thinking like what happened happened? I don't care. Um. So basically, when you get out, you get put into a holding villa for two days. So you're actually still isolated them two days. You don't have your phone on you or anything like that. And you have like a little meeting with a PR team and they'll let you know like what hate you might have had, what might be said and blah, blah, blah. So when you do get your phone back, obviously it's just going off, isn't it, right? For all these notifications and everything else. And my friend who ran my account had already deleted my Twitter platform for me because I didn't have one before I went in. She made one whilst I was in there and then apparently it got a load of hate at one point. And she's like, hey, you just easy to delete it. So I've still, I've still not grown a big enough pair of, you know, balls yet to log back into that Twitter account and see what was said. But yeah, definitely on Instagram. And you do have a lit, everyone does it. You do have a little Google of your name, see what's been said. But yeah, Twitter, I'm too, I'm still too scared to go on there. Yeah, Twitter is like the most vicious of the social media platforms, I think. But I'm so glad that you've come out and have felt really good about the experience. What was it in the first place that even drew you to applying? Did you apply? Were you scouted? How does it even work? I'm over here in America. Like, I have no idea. Okay, so... Uh, this is Patty, next level, and I'm just going to be truthful about it now. <laughs> so I applied for Love Island basically because at the time, right, I'd gone through a really like shitty breakup and I found out he was on Tinder within like th- three to three days to a week of leaving me. We were engaged, right? So like, oh my gosh, you were engaged prior to the show. Wow. Oh, I know. It makes me want to be sick every time I say those words out loud. Like, it wasn't a great thing, right? Anyway, I was like devastated, heartbroken, whatever. Found out he was on Tinder within like a week of leaving me. And I was like, oh, so he can be on Tinder a week of leaving me. I was like, fine, I'll be on his TV screen the whole summer, see how he likes it. Oh. And that was my <laughs> mindset of applying. I like, how petty is that? That is next level petty. But obviously, <laughs> in the meantime of going on I like totally just couldn't care less for him so then I was just like doing it for you know just for a great summer and then I come out and I'm with Adam and I'm like oh well that worked out (laughs) like what a win-win situation for me that's the most iconic revenge plan I've ever heard of and the fact that it was like executed to a T I mean honestly goals such an icon (laughs) Like, oh, honestly, looking back now, I was just like, what was I thinking back then? I mean, I love it. I feel like that's that's life. You know, it's like, let's take risks. Let's step outside of our comfort zone, especially when you're in a season of life where 
I mean, an engagement being called off is like world rocking, right? So then to just kind of step outside the box, I think is really cool. Yeah, it was a huge, huge risk going from my job to going into Love Island just because like I have, you know, I'm a normal person, like I have a mortgage and everything else to pay. So it was like, if I leave my job, go on this show and I don't know, nothing works out. I was like, I still got all these bills that I need to pay. So it was a huge, huge risk, but my team was so supportive and I've just had my bank contract back, which means I can go back to work and work shifts as and when they suit me. So I'm just going to get to live the best of both worlds. And I'm so happy. I literally cannot wait. Cannot wait to get back. I mean, you probably now have this career opportunity as an influencer as well. So it's like, do you go back to what you're passionate about and what you like, you know, spent your life preparing to do or kind of dive in? And it sounds like you're going to find a happy medium. Yeah, definitely. Like I couldn't do it. Like I said, I I really hate having my picture taken. I hate being corny and being like, oh, hi guys, it's Paige. What are we doing today? Like, oh, literally goes through me, right? It's just (laughs) not who I am. It's just not who I am at all. So when I do do it, I've really got to plug up the courage somewhere. So to have to rely on that like full time would probably really stress me out. And then obviously going back to my job full time is really, really intense. I would literally have no time for anything else. So yeah going to find a happy medium. We'll make both work. Okay. You know, the cute, chunky white gym shoes that everyone's wearing. Well, I've been trying to find the most perfect pair that fits the trend and goes with all my outfits, but is also comfortable. I found the perfect pair and they are from Vionic. Vionic is footwear that doesn't make you compromise on style for comfort with super supportive essentials. And fall is just around the corner. So if you want to wear the season's biggest trends like water repellent booties, super walkable heels, and the cutest active sneakers, look no further than Vionic. I got the Vionic Walker Classic in white. I love them. They're the perfect amount of chunky. They're also comfortable and there's no logos or anything. So they literally go with every outfit. And the water repellent booties is such a trend right now. They have such a cute pair of black ones. They're called the Janara boot. I will be bringing these to Seattle this Christmas and I cannot wait. Vionic delivers on great feeling feet so you can live your best life through their Viomotion technology, a patent podiatrist developed footbed that's built into every pair. Wearing Vionic is like an act of self-care. That's how comfortable they are. There's no stress. Vionic's 30-day risk-free trial means there's no reason for you not to buy. Wear them, love them, or return for a full refund within 30 days if you're not satisfied. Head to vionicshoes.com and use code REALPOD at checkout for free shipping. We love that. That's code REALPOD at checkout for free shipping at vionicshoes, V-I-O-N-I-C, shoes.com. Vionicshoes.com, code REALPOD at checkout for free shipping. You're just the coolest. And even from a few minutes of talking, you know, you're so bubbly, you're so (laughs) kind, and you're so well-spoken as well. You were, I mean, obviously, my favorite from this past season. (laughs) And I feel like you just have such a good head on your shoulders. I found myself watching and being like, I wish I could go to Paige for advice because you just seem like really well-rounded in everything you're thinking. And I'm just curious, have you always been that person at your core or what is it that you think shaped you to kind of be so mature? That's a really good question, actually. I think I'm the older sister of my younger brother. Mom and dad are like quite young. So I'm not like grown up with them, but so my mom is now 42 and I'm 25. So, you know, she won't be obviously we're far off, but 
she did her growing up whilst I was also growing up. So it's almost like I grew up with her. Like she's one of my best friends. She always has such great advice anyways. And I would always go to my mum. And I think a lot of her is like kind of rubbed off on me. And I'm just very much like, it is what it is. Don't cry about it. What, like, why are we going to be upset? Being upset, does it change the outcome? Does it change what you can do for yourself or what you want from life? No. So then suck it up and do what is going to change it. I'm not one of these, I'm a little bit tough loving. I will pussy foot if I need to. If I know something's something, I will comfort. But my direction usually is just keep it straight down the line. Everyone knows they stand black and white, no gray area. And then you can never really go wrong from that, right? Do you think that also comes a bit from your career? Like, do you feel like you have to, as a paramedic, like really shift between head and heart because you're in these intense situations? You can't like fully feel what's happening in front of you, right? Oh my God, no. Like the amount of times in work where we go to like really distressing jobs, whatever. And I am human. I am a bit, bit of a softy deep down, but it's just like a switch. Honestly, I can't explain it. Every paramedic in the world has it. And it's just like a switch where you're blank from emotion. Like you're still there to give empathy and caringness and, you know, all the words of advice and stuff. But at the same time, like you're not like, you're not the one stood there crying, even though what is happening is really traumatic. So yeah, I do have that switch. And it's also a bit like, as if you're talking as a third person, because you know, like you have to. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, I know what I personally want to say to somebody who was like really, really, really upset. I would just want to touch them, cuddle them, like wrap them up and tell them it's all going to be fine. But as a paramedic, you can't really, can't tell them it's going to be fine because then that would be lying. Do you know what I mean? You right. pick yourself up. No, life moves on. It's going to be okay. Right. And I'm getting ahead of myself because I was going to get here later, but it pertains to what we're saying now. I feel like there were obviously moments on Love Island where you were able to kind of suss out whether it was like immaturity, it was below the standard of what you were willing to receive. And you were just like, no, dead to me, like moving on. And I think a lot of girls, especially constantly forgive or take less than what they deserve. And I feel like you have this respect for yourself to make those decisions. And I feel, I feel like a lot of girls need that because they, they don't have that confidence. So I mean, have you always been that way or was it maybe like past relationships that you learned when I see someone's true colors, like I'm going to have my reaction, I'm going to go with it because it's hard to do. Oh, hundred percent. Definitely. So it's interesting you say that it was my last relationship that like my last relationship completely broke me down, ruined me as a person. Like I was not the same person at all. And it was like coming out with that one and seeing the light and the true colors that everyone had been trying to tell me whilst I was in the relationship that I was seeing, but I was just ignoring because I was getting caught up in the moment and caught up in the feels. And then I came out of it and I was like, why didn't I just listen to everyone? Like they were all seeing it. And so then I said to myself from now that I will never, ever let myself go for anything less than what I deserve and if there's one thing I'm not happy with then I'm not happy with it all I'm not about to sell for that little red flag or that little inconvenience that could be worked on because why like I know the stuff I need to work on I'm far from perfect I'm not saying that but do I have these problems like issues or red flags or things that I really 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 need to work on not as many as what some people are being shown in there and am I going to settle for it no, I haven't got time for it. I don't have time for it. And I don't know if that is selfish or what, but it's my life and I want to live it my way. And I'm not about to do it raising someone else and teaching them to be a bad person. So respectfully, 
move on. <laughs> That's the door. And no, literally, Paige, I just kind of sat there with my jaw open, like such a badass because I like to think I'm someone who's like, oh, I have my standards and I need to be treated a certain way. But I feel like everyone's a sucker. It's funny how people I feel like are super quick to forgive or super quick to be like, oh, here's the one good thing. And then forget all the things that like, like you said, the snail trailer, the, the signs of, of how it wasn't up to par. Yeah, exactly. A huge believer. Everything happens for a reason. And every little trip that you take will mold you as a person, good or bad. And it's however you want to take it. Because some people could have taken like a truly horrific relationship and made it make them a really insecure person that you know was a bit timid or a bit shy whatever and honestly just grab it by the balls and take it let it mold you to a better person do you know what I mean you just gotta take positive everything everything exactly and it sounds like you have a really good sense of what you're in control of and you kind of think about like if you're in the driver's seat what can you do about a situation I think it's very easy for people to think oh this is happening to me or worrying about this and that But I think being able to understand, like, I can control how I show up, what I'm going to tolerate, what I'm going to do, allows you to kind of curate a life that better serves you, right? Absolutely. 100% what you just said. And even if you're not in the driver's seat, like, if you're in the passenger seat, you can pull that handbrake anytime. You can reach over and pull that steering wheel. Like, literally, life is yours and any decision is yours to make, no matter what other people say. Like, it ultimately comes down to you, so... Do what you want always. Speaking of what other people are going to say, I would imagine that if I was going on a show like Love Island and I knew there were cameras literally everywhere, that the day before I walked into the villa, I would be like, okay, I'm going to be the best version of myself. Remember, there's cameras everywhere. We're going to be always on it 100% of the time. Was that your mentality? And then how quickly do you just say, oh, forget it. I forget there's cameras here. I've been here a week and I'm just going to be myself. Do you know what? I think, I think maybe I should have gone in with that mentality a little bit more because I remember the first day I was coupled up with Luca, right? And also I wanted to be like prim prop. I've got paramedic in on the outside and I was like, I'm going to keep it classy. And I just remember Luca on the first day being like, what's your favourite sex position? And like in my head, I was like, should I answer? Shouldn't I? What am I going to do? And then I just answered it. And it was from that moment that I knew that I was way too comfortable, way too quick. And I'd forgotten about the cameras way too early on. And I was like, oh, shit. What have I done? Why did I let it sit down? I was like, oh, do you know what? It's out now. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? We're over there. How obvious are the cameras? Are they like very hidden that it's easy to forget that they're there? Yeah, the ones inside the actual building, like in the bedroom, dressing rooms, that easy to forget they're there. The ones on the outside, however, like they're behind like these wooden shutters. So like you can hear them, you can hear them moving. Sometimes you can see the guy in the hut and like they might sneeze or, and you'd get all excited if they would sneeze in the hut because it's another person's voice. And you're like, ah, hi, like you never knew the names or anything, but you would get really excited. Well, I did anyway. And then, yeah, there was just one big one then. So when we're doing the fire pit stuff in the night or we're doing like a challenge in the day, there is a really big camera like just on the other side of the pool that like is moved round and it's like guys on tractors moving it. So that was the only one that was really, really obvious. 
What's it like being separated from pretty much everyone that you know and trust? You know, the way you say that if like the camera guy sneezes, you're like, oh my God, another person. I feel like the mental aspect of I basically have no one I can trust. I mean, yes, you're starting to make friends with these girls and they seem cool, but like you don't really know them, you know, in the beginning at least. Oh yeah, for sure. So I'm usually a very homesick person. I don't really like being away from home very long. And my mom and my girls, I know where I'm at. Like you said, I know who I can trust. So I'm going into this environment. I was really worried about how I was going to deal with being away from home. But honestly, it's so busy there and you get so wrapped up and involved in it that you just kind of like, not forget about a home life, but you forget like that there's nothing else to this, you know? That becomes your family. They become the people you trust. And also, if you're not feeling like talking to the girls or the guys in there, the production team and just letting some steam off in Beach Hut like that was my little safe haven I would go in Beach Hut some days and I'd be having a really bad day where you know I didn't want to talk to anyone I didn't want to look at anyone I didn't want to talk about villa life I was bored of it I was sick of it and I would just go in Beach Hut and I would probably rant and have a genuine little mini breakdown for about 20 minutes to an hour let it all out my system and then I'd be like right breathe remember what you're here for remember you're here for a good time it's really not that deep just go out and have a good time and then that would and then towards like the last two to three weeks I was getting a bit more like that on like I'd say like two to three day basis whereas at the beginning I wasn't and then it started to take its toll on me I just got tired of the environment I had a great time but I was ready to come out then I'd done my time in there I was like ready to leave Uh, Yeah. You know, it's like the magnifying glass on whether it's relationships, appearance, right? Like who, who's, who's, I'm like, who's the fittest? We don't say that, but I, I love saying that, you know, it's like, I can imagine the pressure. And I was actually going to ask you, like, do you have bad days in there? Because I mean, whether we're talking about mental health or like body image, I don't want to be in a bikini every single day. Like I can imagine there's a day where it's like, I'm not feeling good. And then what if that's the day that Everyone has to dress up like, I don't know, a firefighter and like put whipped cream on themselves, you know? <laughs> no, I totally, totally get that. And the girls are all like so stunning. It was just like so flawless for them to stick on a bikini. And then you're there like every day, just like being like, she looks right. She looks right. She looks right. And I've got to try and pull something out of the bag again. I have no more bikinis left. <laughs> I don't want to wear makeup in the day. You know, that bit does get a bit tiring. And especially for me, I'm not the biggest body confident person in the world. I don't have a lot of self-confidence in myself. So like every day it was, it was a little bit of a toll, to be fair, sometimes, especially on a day when you're not feeling great anyway. But then, like I said, are we going to cry about it? No, we're going to suck it up, put your glad rags on, get out and have a good time anyway. But yeah, it can be a lot. So on those days where maybe you're not feeling like super body confident, what would you do? Do you have like words of affirmation? Do you just say, okay, then I'm going to wear something I know I feel good in. Did you talk to a friend? Yeah. So the days that I wasn't feeling body confident, I would probably go for something black because black, I just feel like, I don't know. It just, it's just a comforting color for me. I just, I just know that Everyone has their color and you can never go wrong with black. So it would always be a black bikini or a black cover up with it. 
And if I wasn't feeling too body confident, I would try and make more of an effort with my hair, maybe, or maybe my makeup, just to like, you know, try and draw the attention like to the face and the hair rather than the body. That would be my thing. And then in the night, if I really wasn't feeling, if I really wasn't feeling it that night, I would purposely like dress down. I would dress more casual because I know that like I'm not in a dress and feeling rubbish. I'm in casual clothes. I feel more comfortable in casual clothes, like jeans or whatever. So then, and if I'm comfortable, I'm a lot more happier. So that would be my go-to. If I was in jeans or something casual, you know, I was having a bit of a, a bit of a wobbler day. <laughs> Which I'm here for. I feel like that happens to all of us more than we probably admit, right? And when you said, you know, this girl's stunning, that girl's stunning, in real life, you know, we can't help but compare how we look or our jobs or our lives to other people. And then in the villa, like obviously appearance, like it's, it's, you're there for love and everyone in a relationship wants to be attracted to their partner. So did you fall into the loophole of like comparison, especially when certain people come in and you're interested, but then maybe they're not. I know there was a week there where you weren't coupled up. Right. And it's like, you're starting to feel rejection or doubt yourself. What was navigating that like? Yeah, that was a tough one. That one this week where I was not coupled up with anyone I was by myself you do you take it personal and then you start doubting yourself and picking out all your flaws and that is that is normal that is normal to do when it comes to rejection right like we all do it let's not sit here and be like oh I knew it wasn't me no really it was you because you were the one that wasn't picked like there's no two ways about it <laughs> but then <laughs> like do you know what I mean like let's right. be honest here but then I just kind of thought you know, it might not be these people's types in here, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to be anyone's type. Like somebody else might come in and I might be right up their street or even more so I might be up their street, but they might not be up mine. So really from the first guys that were in there anyway, was I 100% feeling any of them? Like, no. And is that personal to them? In a way, yeah, I guess, because <laughs> they're not my fancy and it is them. But that doesn't mean that they're not good looking or they've not got a great personality or anything like that. It just means that they're not personally my type. So, yeah, I kind of looked for it from that perspective. I was like, right, pick yourself up. Because otherwise, it's so easy in there to like let yourself fall into a downward spiral, especially at the beginning when you don't have strong relationships with friends and, you know, you're new to it all. So, yeah, you have to have a bit of a strong mentality when it comes to that, I think. Quick break. Our next partner is a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens years ago now. It has become a staple part of my daily routine. I take it every single morning without fail. If I miss a morning, which doesn't really happen, I'll still take it in the afternoon. And it has been a game changer. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This is a special blend of ingredients that supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, all the things. You put it in a cup with water, you stir, you shake it in a bottle, whatever it is, and you drink. It couldn't be easier, couldn't be more convenient. I love Athletic Greens because I don't have to worry about, you know, am I having enough vegetables throughout the day? Am I taking all these different vitamin pills? Athletic Greens is a multivitamin in itself, but it's so convenient. It's this one little micro habit with huge benefits. I do it every day to take care of myself. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. 
All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash realpod. Definitely get this offer because the five free travel packs is clutch. This means if you're out and about at work, if you're on the road, if you're traveling, these travel packs, five of them will last you five days. I take them with me on the road when I'm speaking. They are essential for me. Head to athleticgreens.com slash realpod to pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. That's athleticgreens.com slash realpod to get a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. I want to talk about these downward spirals because when I was a college volleyball player, when you said you would go in the hut and like have your breakdowns, I remember going into like one of the coaches' office offices and I felt like that was the place I could like cry and be like, I'm losing my mind. Like this is so stressful. There's so much going on. And it's true. It's like you have to you have to remind yourself to like stay strong, stay in this lane, like don't break, don't break. So when you would have those moments, what was it that you were expressing or you were like letting loose that you felt like you couldn't have be a part of your villa personality or who you were when you showed up, you know, outside? So for me, it was I'm a social person. I will talk to anyone. I'm always really positive and bubbly. But if I am tired or if I'm having a bad day, I'm I'm very unsocial. I don't want to be talked to and I just want to deal with things on my own. And when people would still talk to you, it would just really get to me because you just want to be like, just give me five minutes. I'm with you all of the time. And I can be, I'll be honest, I can be snappy and I can be abrupt and I can be a little bit like straight to the point. Like, I don't want to talk, like leave me alone. And it could come across really, really rude. So then I would just go into the beach hut and I, won't lie, I, I would cry. I would cry for like the whole time I was in there just to let off like all that built up like frustration or anger or emotion and yeah you you I'll be honest you'll have a little bitch in there about like the smallest of things like somebody who wore my dress that I didn't get to wear first or you know somebody who ruined my shoes that I've only bought a one for her and now they're ruined like it would be really small minor inconvenient things that you would just throw a tantrum over because it would just be like little things here we go I would cry because they fed chicken every single day for eight weeks, dinner and lunch, or lunch and dinner. I was like, I can't eat it anymore. I can't eat another chicken breast. It would, it would just be really small, silly things right. that I would probably look like a complete diva princess about. But they also reassured me that I wasn't the only one doing it. They said the other girls are doing it. The other boys are doing it. They're like, we're used to this. This is normal. Like, They're like, Paige, the boys are in here crying about chicken. So don't worry. <laughs> like, I'm not eating another chicken breast. No, but, but it's, tr- it's true. And it's and when you said you would sound like a diva, I mean, I feel like anyone who watches the show could maybe understand that it's not about the chicken. It's about the fact that you haven't had a break. Every single day is filmed. You're always like, there's always something new and unexpected to account for. Like, it's stressful. Yeah. And like, you're kind of always on edge. And the premise is to find the person you want to spend your life with. That's also like a yeah. big thing. You know, it's not like a casual no. thing. <laughs> yeah, you can't just be in there just casually dating. Like, I'll see what they're about, see what they're about. Like, it's, that's not what it's for. Like, be in there to make connections. You know what I mean? And these connections are so intense. Just because, like, you are living with that person 24-7 from the day you meet them or from the day you know them. So like, it's constantly like you're trying to impress, like be on form to make sure like, oh, if that person's looking, I want them to be like, still fancy me no matter what I'm doing. Do you know what I mean? Right. So it's just like, you never have a day off. 
now. Which also on that note, you should write the guidebook on like how girls should, you know, be able to attract their crush. I just feel like the little things you say, I was listening to on a podcast and it was like Adam said, you know, you're my girlfriend, right? And you were like, well, you didn't ask me. Let me think about it. I'm like, Paige, like, where do you come up with this stuff? I mean, (laughs) we do not like guys being in control. They like to think that they're in control, right? But ultimately we make all the moves. Like with Adam, so it wasn't shown, right? But he tried to kiss me the first night of recoupling. So like Jax had just left like, what, a day ago. And actually Adam tried to kiss me that night and I fully pied him. I was like, what do you think you're doing? So I instantly puts him on the back burner and he's like, shit, is she into me? Isn't she into me? And it's just like, you'll never know. You'll never know. <laughs> you're and hilarious. He just I feel like you'll be married one day. Like this doesn't mean anything. This ring? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> off watch me i'm dying that's hilarious wait so having been engaged do you feel like the next time that that happens in your life you're going to be like super intentional about it like super you want this one to be the one i would imagine oh 100 and honestly i am not settling for like i've already like made it known like if i'm to be engaged again it's gonna be the biggest and best engagement because i've already done it one time it was horrific I cried real tears of embarrassment that day. So you think I'm going to do that again? Honey, no. Like, we are aiming for bigger and best of everything now. And hopefully the last one. I don't believe in third time lucky. That's not a thing. That will not be a thing when it comes to my engagements. So, yeah, the next one has got to be the real deal. And if it isn't, right, I'm keeping the ring. I'm keeping the ring this time. That was not the best one. Right. You can, like, <laughs> turn it into a necklace or something. I was just pulling it in, yeah. I'll just get a stash one. I'll just get a stash going. (laughs) So we kind of were talking about the mental health aspects of the show because I feel like that's something now in recent years we've seen like more and more people talking about. And I'm glad that you were even sharing too, like going into this hut because even people who, like you said, you're like, I'm super tough. I'm thick skin. Things can break you down. So like in hindsight now, how do you think you've changed from the page that entered the villa to the page that you are now page that I am now and the page that entered the villa so I think from what from what you guys have seen when I first entered the villa I was a very cheerful like ah, all of the time I think as it went on you could see like the other side where where I would be like mm, nah you're chatting shit like move on sort of thing it did definitely make me it made me stand up for myself a lot more and realize that it's okay to stand up for myself in a situation, even if others wouldn't agree or it might cause a bit of hassle. Like, just stick to what you know is best. But also at the same time, it's kind of made me just still, super, I was super appreciative anyway, but coming out with the villain, like every, all the opportunities off the back of it, everyone that you meet is really lovely. I am just still super, super appreciative of everything. So, yeah, it's been much. And did you go back and watch it? I always wonder if if you do that, but there's so many episodes. I mean, literally, right? So the first thing my brother said to me when I came out, he was like, Paige, don't watch it back. He said, you've got a face for radio, not for TV. And that was when I knew. I was like, okay, that is going to mean I love like a complete huge bowling ball on TV. And I watched like one little clip. You know, you get like tagged in like a TikTok or an Instagram of like the love stuff. And I would see the shape on my head. And I'd be like, why? Why does my head look like this on tv i was furious i was like oh i've been done dirty from every angle in that it doesn't so, no you look so not. beautiful we're our worst critics aren't we 
my gosh, we are, we are our worst critics, we are. But do you know what? Sometimes that means that we keep pushing ourselves to do better in life and we'll take that. But oh yeah, gosh, I well, your brother that. is wrong because you were absolutely slaying it on the telly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very, very much. But I did catch a glimpse of it and I was like, no, he was right. I was definitely that medium-sized bowling ball that everybody goes for on the alley. You know, easy, round, good shape to it, skirty, but not too heavy. Oh Oh my gosh, no. I thought you looked stunning. I thought you looked stunning, but I definitely understand. I feel like everyone is like, oh, I prefer photos from this angle. I prefer this. And it's if you're in the villa, you have a, a live camera on you in all lighting at all times. I mean, that goes back like to the body image thing, you know? I feel like, gosh, that would definitely make me insecure. Oh, gosh. Yeah, 100%. 100%. But, you know, it is what it is until it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> so you obviously came out of the show also with lots of good girlfriends. You have standards for your relationships. Do you have criteria for your friends, for the girls that you keep close and like the relationships that you developed? My read on you would be like similar to your relationships. Like you have your friends who you're very intentional about. They're your real ones. And like, you don't like to mess with tons and tons and tons of friends. Is that, is oh, that true? Oh my God. You should be a medium or a psychopath or something. That's 100% me. Yeah. You know my real ones. And if you're not a real one, you're not on anything. So, (laughs) but I will always still be polite and civil. Of course I would. I would still like catch up. But would I class you as a friend, friend? No. You're an acquaintance. (laughs) 100%. Like, who has time in their life for friends that, like, make no effort or just, like, a rubbish, rubbish friend? Like, no. No. You want to be in my circle of trust? You got to earn it, honey. You got to earn it. <laughs> okay. So once again, you know, it's coming through this very clear understanding of what your standards are and what you deserve. So I feel like for someone to have that confidence, they would have to be okay with some people like maybe not approving or not liking, right? Like you don't strike me as someone who's craving validation and approval from other people because you know what you want and what you need and what you think is going to come first. So what would you say to people who are like constantly seeking validation, like people listening who are like, but I want everyone to like me and I want this and I don't want th- I don't want to be rejected and I want to get this, you know, it's like, how do you develop more confidence to say, you know what, I'm going to make my decisions. Some people won't agree with them and that's fine. Okay. So I have a look at it. I know what kind of person I am. I know where my morals lie. I know what I stand for. I know that overall, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to be a big head. I'm a good person. And for anyone else to ever not want to be my friend or <clears throat> not think that I'm any of these things, then A, they truly don't know me because they wouldn't have that opinion if they did. And then B, do you want to be liked by everyone? Like, is it better for you to like only be liked by people that actually really know you or be liked by everyone and everyone not really have a whole clear about who you are? Mm-hmm. No, because then that would mean nothing. That would actually mean nothing. I think what matters most is that the people that you care about and the people that you love are the people that know you and you have validation from and you give your own self-validation. Like I go back my personality and who I am and the friend, girlfriend, daughter I am. I'll back myself every step of the way back because I know who I am. So everyone else, I don't need their opinions. Like they're actually invalid because I don't I don't I don't care about them. I don't have love for them. And how are their opinions actually gonna affect me and make my life better? 
they're not. So you just surround yourself with the ones that you love and care about. And that that's all you're ever going to need. You don't need validation from anyone else. Be your own biggest validator. Be your own biggest check, honey. You're doing great. Because then you won't care for anyone else. And if you're not caring for anyone else, you'll probably find more validation that way. I recently was talking to a friend who said, oh, but if I do this, people are going to think, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, anyone that would think that is not your friend and not someone you should care about remotely, right? hundred percent. Like I will. So for instance, the whole me and Dami friendship thing, right? People were going off about it. Like, oh, leave India for it and blah, blah, blah. It's just like, do you know what? Like I'm getting a load of hate for it, but am I going to let that change mine and Dami's friendship? No. Because respectfully, they're not they're not even involved. And like I said, time and time again, India and me are super cool. You know, we're literally a three friendship group when we when we would want to be. So like, why would I let anyone else's opinion influence it? Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to stop hanging out with people that I like just because of what the internet is going to say or people with, you know, nothing nothing crazy to do with their time and to leave negative comments. Like, that to me speaks volumes. If you've got time on your hands in your day, take out and upset somebody else by leaving negative comments honey speaks more about your personality and your life than it does about mine so <laughs> i wish you all the best <laughs> yes heading into the future you are obviously everything is well with adam i presume <laughs> Yeah, there is indeed. Oh, great, great, great. I always think like that adjustment from going into like real life has got to be, you know, it's got to bring about things that weren't there before. Like you didn't have your phones, you didn't have your families, you didn't have distance. How have you guys been approaching that? And any advice for other couples in long distance? Yeah, okay. So long distance. Here's how me and Adam work it. When we're together, it is quality time. We don't do a lot on our phones and we do everything that we can in that time together. So like we go for nice meals or we'll just do normal things like walk dogs and really just be in the moment when you're together. And then when we're apart from each other, we are both working. So like he's got a load of stuff that he's doing. I'm super busy doing my own thing. And then like we'll drop, we'll make sure we stay in contact. But what we're really bad for, right, me and Adam is, we will give each other banter and grief and all sorts of like, you know, next level banter to the point we're like, oh my God, I want to kill him. And then we have to be like, right, safe word, because we're taking this too far now. And then you like, you know, quick, like, still love you though. And it'll come right back down. So you've got to keep it both bit flirty, bit bantery on both sides of a text. You know what I mean? You've still got to have that little bit of a, almost like, you know, like when you're still trying to like, catch somebody or get with somebody early on you're flirty that is what is going to keep it spicy what is going to keep it interesting every time you go to see them then it's going to feel like butterflies in your belly because you're going to be doing that whole like datey thing before you get to see them so that's what we're really good at we nail that bit of honest. classic page always keeping them guessing right <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i am i am what can we say Oh my gosh. I love that. Well, thank you so much. I loved speaking with you and I feel like we covered everything and I really appreciate you taking the time. You could have totally, totally blown me off. So thank you. I'm like even more of a fan than, than I was before. And <laughs> I am, you know, rooting for you in all your endeavors. And I, I'm married, but if I wasn't, I would be taking notes and maybe I'll start, you know, keeping him guessing just a little bit more. <laughs> How are you doing all? You can keep him guessing, hun. Like, what are you going to have for food tonight? He will never know. He will never know. Maybe I'm not even cooking it. He can make me dinner. 
right now you get it. <laughs> oh my God. Amazing. Thank you for my masterclass. Oh, thank you so much. It was love speaking to you too. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of RealPod. If this hit home or helped you in some way, send it to a friend, a teammate, roomie, share the love, share the realness. New episodes of RealPod come out every single Wednesday. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To leave a rating or review of the show, head to iTunes and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you. Not to mention, you can stay connected with RealPod throughout the week, seeing behind the scenes info and sneak previews of upcoming guests by following the at RealPod account on Instagram. All information about today's show and guests will be linked in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys so, so much. Let's go dominate the day. And as always, keep it real. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.